0: Thank you. Well, guys, let me grab my coffee again over here. I need a good place to sp- put that, but uh, the guitar stands are taken. And all the expensive electronic stuff, they keep telling me not to. So I'll just hold it. No. <laughs> hold it, man. Well, guys, uh, good morning. Everybody doing well? Isn't that, isn't that great to have a, have a kid city in, in such wonderful hands with, uh, with Audrey, man, I tell you. and Wonderful stuff, man. Our children are being taught. And they're not just being taught the cartoon Jesus. They're taught the real Jesus. Because, bam, by the time they get into third grade, they're being taught the quote-unquote real evolution and real, you know that, you know what I mean? I mean, so uh, they're starting to associate uh, at a very young age a cartoon Jesus versus quote-unquote facts. And man, man, we, man, I love what they do in in Kids City. It's so, so great, man. And then I've I've heard, I've had parents come and say, man, my kid was teaching me stuff this week. It's just, just so cool. So my name is Casey. I'm one of the Pastors here at New City Church, man, welcome everybody. Everybody doing well? they doing good, man? I'm telling you, it's great morning, man. Everybody's like, oh, it's rainy, but oh, let's bring it, man, bring it. You got Let It, Let it Rain, right? Yeah, coming out, yeah, man. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice appropriate choice of songs. That's very good, very good. Um, a couple of quick announcements I could do have. Uh, this coming Saturday, we are going to be working here at the church again. Uh, I, I know that Kid City is going to be doing some work downstairs, but we are going to get the kitchen cabinets Dunded. I need like as many people sanding as possible that want to and you know that kind of thing. So we're going to get those done, um, and, and so we'll, we'll that that'll be uh, our primary goal for uh, for Saturday. If you want to get to know folks, um, we got a lot of new visitors that are coming in. It's a great way for folks to get to know new people. Um, and the interesting thing is, I think we had. Man, a dozen new people last week, a dozen new people a week before that. I mean, it's just, just as crazy what's going on, man. So I love to see the new people coming in. I love to see that, but also love to see uh, new people getting connected and getting to know people and getting to... That's the heartbeat of what we do so we can learn what it means to truly help them become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen? See, because a, a disciple of Jesus Christ is not just somebody who comes to church. A disciple is somebody who learns what it means obey Jesus, And they're taught by another disciple who are in turn going to teach them what it means to teach other people because this is the great command, the great commission to go and make disciples and baptize in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit and teach them to obey, not throw them in a Bible study, which is okay. It could be in a Bible study, but as long as we're learning what it means to obey. So if you guys do know, we are in the book of Acts. We're going to be here for a long time and we're parked in in Acts 2 for just a minute. I would say probably, uh, probably a few more weeks will be in Acts 2. It's such a very powerful group of, of, of uh, uh, mess- uh, verses that are in Acts 2 that we're going to talk about again. And so we are in a uh, series called Devoted, and if you do know that we are actually taking roles. So if you've got the role sheets here uh, on the ends of the... Yep, yep, there they are right there. Grab those, sign your name to it. Here's the deal, if this is your first time today... Uh, which we had several first timers today, uh, and you are here for the next several weeks. This is the third week, so if you're here this week and the next four four weeks, that's seven weeks altogether, uh, we're going to party with all those that have been here for all seven weeks as well. Uh, my man Jeff Afa is here. Uh, you got sick last week, sorry, dog, but he may invite you. I don't know. So that's kind of, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good, man. I love you guys anyway. But yeah, man, I, I plan to be here all uh, seven weeks. As a matter of fact, my, my sister, and you're going to think I'm a, I'm a jerk for this, but if you know my sister, she's totally cool with it. Uh, she's getting married today in Georgia and I'm here, right? So, cause I want to party with you guys, but actually it was kind of a quick thing. She's had this boyfriend for a long, long time for like 12 years. And they said, Hey, in a couple of weeks, you're going to get married at a little small you know, service. And then they're going to have a big wedding ceremony later on, which uh, they want me to, to be a, the, uh, the overseer of that so I'm real excited for my sister so she's going to make herself legitimate to, I'm kidding but it's a you to make an honest woman out of her man but it's it, but it's cool so pray for her my her sister her, my sister's name is Kathy and uh, and pray for her on that uh, we do have something called the um, we're going to be we're reaching out to different communities as well uh, around uh, around our city we have a lot of people come from Baldwin City and Ottawa and Osawatomi and Olathe and Gardner so we're really not just an Edgertonian church, but we are kind of a regional church. We are actually going to be participating in the uh, Baldwin City, the Maple Leaf Festival. That's, I believe, October, whatever the weekend is. I think it's October 15th and 16th. Check me on the dates. It's Saturday. People understand that, hey, we're here just 9.9 minutes and 23 seconds away from Baldwin City and uh, get to know folks and, and in that community. We'd love for, for folks to, to reach out to this. So if you want to drive a golf cart, it's a great way to serve uh, in a couple of weeks, that'd be cool too. So October is going to be busy for us, but it is what we do, amen? We reach out to our community, we help our people, and we disciple our own and help our own as well. So if you guys remember, we are in the book of Acts, Acts 2, uh, starting in uh, verse 42 through 47. Uh, last week, if you recall, we talked about the value of truth. You guys remember that? Like, it is virtually impossible for Jesus to be anybody but God in the flesh when he came, man. And it flipped me out when I realized, and it turned me when I understood that from a Christian to a Christ Follower, and there's there's a difference in our culture. It shouldn't be, but there is a difference. A lot of Christians just sort of come to church, don't really want to do the whole real Christian walk, but they want to call themselves a Christian and that kind of thing. Two weeks ago, we talked about the value of you, and we talked about the very importance of uh, that. It, that it starts with you. Like the, this, this, this kingdom building, this taking, like kicking Satan's butt. Frankly, starts with each of us in, individually and collectively as a body of believers. Uh, abiding as john 15 says like we have to be remaining in him all of us right and and collectively as a body of believers remaining in the vine as 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 jesus said if we do that if jesus is the vine we are the branches and if we remain in him we will bear much fruit so we don't want to try to produce fruit without remaining in the vine let the fruit just happen as god leads us leads leads you and we learn we can trust the scriptures. We learn that the value of you. We have other values that we have here at New, at New City Church that we'll find in this, in this passage of Acts that we'll get to in a second. We have values of things like spiritual maturity. We love you where you are, no matter where you are. But we love you enough also to not let you, let you stay there. We want to see you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord. We have the value of sentness, just like the early church did. Like they were sent out to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We have, a, we have a value of family that these folks in the early church started calling themselves brother and sister. And that was a radical thing to do because that was a, an illegal thing to do. But they understood that they were all inheritors of a kingdom. And as we step into this, man, we got to understand that everything we do, you can start filling out your bulletins or fill out, you can get on the app. But everything we do comes out of a heart that is remaining in the vine. Amen? And so this week we're going to talk about a very uh, one of our values as well that they had here. That This week is a, a value of generosity. And this value that they had in, in the early church was, I mean, it blows generosity in our time totally away, man. And we're going to talk a little bit about, about the, like how does, that, how does that play out for us? Like, like how do we do that in, in, our, in our world? And I will tell you again and again and again that generosity comes from a heart that's in the vine generosity comes heart from a heart that's connected to jesus generosity comes from a heart that loves jesus that wants to submit to jesus that wants to do what jesus said and obey his his commands everything that he has commanded us to do the definition of generosity i got from our buddy matt miller this past week and it says giving beyond what is necessary or expected now I, I totally get, man, some some people are always, already, some of the flag, like I'm thinking of a dude that, that, and I love him to death, man, but he became a Christian last week, man. Before that, he was an atheist. And one of the things that we talked about was, man, churches have done this, 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 and this, and they've been greedy and been all this kind of stuff. So I know already some of our flags are coming up. And like, no, not really. Yeah, when you start talking about generosity, you know we're going to have to talk about, about money and stuff like that, right? I'm not afraid to talk about money, but I want you to understand that it would be, it would be negligent at best and sinful at worst if we didn't talk about that when it comes to generosity, because Jesus himself said that that the love of money is the is the is the root of all kinds of evil. So if we don't talk about it, I, I would be stupid. I would be basically sending you guys out and going, hey, man, don't worry about the money part, man. it's no big deal. No, it's a it's a huge deal. Amen our perspective on it, our approach to it, our, all that kind of stuff. And it's not just money, but if money is the root of all kinds of evil, we better talk about it, right? So let's look at this in Acts 2, man. Acts 2, starting in verse 42, says, They did what? Devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles' All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor. Listen, this is important. Enjoying the favor of all the people. The people that were outside of their, their, their church, outside of the believers, were, 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 they got favor from them too. Of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. See, God trusted this early church with new people. God trusted them. They were generous. They were generous beyond anything we could ever imagine. They were living, and these early Christians were living a whole life generosity. It wasn't just a begrudging, man, I gotta, gotta do the wallet dance when church is here, man. Oh gosh, yeah, that's, that's a bucket's coming through. Man, you know, they didn't do any of that. It was it was an amazing thing that I think sometimes we lose by by, by our current culture and, our, and and we can lose, but we can also get some of this back because it's always a matter of, of the heart, isn't it? It's never a matter of our actions. It's never a matter of, okay, I gotta get ten percent of a tithe, blah blah blah, okay, I gotta let somebody borrow my car. I gotta let somebody have my food. I gotta let somebody I gotta go visit somebody in the hospital. I gotta be, you know, generous with my time and everything. It's it's a matter of the heart. It's like we get to be this way. See, because everything that is yours isn't yours. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And they knew that in the early church, man. They were like, this ain't mine. Like, Jesus paid it all, right? We all, like, right, Jesus, every gee, I'm almost saying, Jesus paid it all, right? All to him I owe, except for my car, and my money, and my bank, right? It's not what it says. It's all to him. I oh, I apologize, Pete. Man, that was terrible. Man, that's terrible. You stink. Get off the stage. <laughs> it's a noise. It's joy. It's joyful because it doesn't make us happy. All right, there you go. But we got to see. I love this church, man. God, I love you guys. We must see generosity as God sees it. We got to see generosity as God sees it because everything belongs to him now last week we talked about you can trust the scriptures it's it's absolutely impossible to think that that this was written by anyone but God and so Psalm 24 says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it the world and all who live in it amen money homes cars our bodies our time and I know what some of us are thinking man I know some of us are thinking that like like I'm like I'm Man, and I want to address it right off the bat. I know someone's like, man, I knew, I was waiting for Mama, I knew he was gonna start talking about this. I'm waiting for the waiting for the ball to drop, man. I know I, I knew it, man, because you know what happened with the Catholic Church and all the money they put in to cover up all that terrible stuff they did with the kids, you know. I know, oh, we well, think about folks like Creflo Dollar, right, who asked for $65 million, right, for his his jet. Man, I get that, man. I'm like, man, I, I'm not gonna be critical of this dude, but I'm like, well, I mean, you know. Bro, you had a jet already? I'm just kind of thinking, man. It's been a few thousand bucks to get it fixed. I mean, hey, I, I, I'm, but I'm not judging, right? We think of people like, oh, I don't know, uh, folks like Benny Hinn, right? Everybody like, oh, come on, man, right? Dude sits, in a white, sits on a gold throne in a white suit. Man, that's weird, man, right? I mean, we think about guys like all the stuff, all the misappropriate, all that kind of stuff, man. We think about folks like Jim Baker in the 80s, and this is the time where I kind of became aware of some of this stuff, because this was the early 80s. I was in high school. I had a mullet and everything, man. Man, it was awesome, right? It was a headbanger. Loved the hair bands, right? And so I remember this coming out, right? And I remember at that time, like Jim Baker and all the stuff that was going on, Tammy Faye Baker, all that, you remember that makeup she had? Ooh, man, dude. It's like she bumped into people with her eyelashes. It was unbelievable, Right? here's the thing during that time I became a waiter like I waited tables for about five years I'm at the end of high school and went through college and and that kind of thing and that's how I that's how I survived right I mean we were so freaking broke man like we didn't have enough food to eat like I remember that I had a roommate man uh you know it was he was just a great guy and and but but um I had no idea he had a gun in the house until one day Somehow he came home with a rack of ribs, man. Now, now, now keep now keep this in mind. We didn't have no food, right? We're always freaking hungry. Like we went to a buffet, they told us to leave. We're like, we don't know what we're gonna eat again. We're like you gotta go. That's all you can eat, right? And so we so he got this rack of ribs and he man he he. We, man, we seasoned it, we, we boiled them, I, I made them tender and everything, seasoned them up, put them on this little junky grill, and he might have even stolen these ribs as far as I, I have no idea. All I knew, I'm hungry, right? So we put them on the ribs, I go into the front room, start watching some TV, remember them big tube TVs that was back, in, back in the day? I was watching TV, all of a sudden I see this dude flying from the back, boom, slides on the linoleum, pounds into the door, starts scrambling upstairs, comes down with a shotgun. am like, What? Dude, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm interested. Now, I was into this TV show, man. I'm like, whoa, dude, what? He goes back. Blam. Or, or. He shot a dog, dude. This dog had come by, grabbed this ribs, and started taking it out into the woods, right? Well, he shot this dog. And I don't know what happened to the dog, but the ribs are still laying out in the woods. And you know we took it into the, into the kitchen, rested it off, put it back on the grill, man. That's how hungry we were, right? And so when I'm waiting tables with thinking about this kind of stuff, like that's probably the only reason I survived because I could sneak leftovers off of people's plates, right? I mean, it's like, you know, so, so we're sitting there, and, and I hated with a passion working Sunday lunches. You know why? Because guess who came in? Church people, that's exactly right. It's a freaking miracle that I'm a Christian, man. They would, they would snap their fingers at you, right? They would run you ragged. Now, I'm sure there were some church people that, that were nice to me, but I remember the ones that weren't, right? They would snap their fingers. They would run me ragged. I would get there and, whew, man, you got everything. Oh, yeah, I need some ice. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. Know, I was like, what the heck, you know? And then you'd get there and they wouldn't leave a tip, man. And I'm like, I'm hungry, right? This is church people. I I literally remember getting a fifty dollar I'm like fifty bucks rent's paid I pick it up it's a track Jesus loves you come on man don't ever ever be stingy or ungenerous with our people especially in the name of Christ man because I'm like I'm like I ain't never gonna know Jesus after this man forget them guys right like I said it's a truly a miracle that I'm a that I'm a, a Christian at all much less a pastor my buddies from college and high school like there ain't no freaking way but here's the deal man no matter what we no matter what we see we can't allow people that have done bad things in the church or bad things in the name of Jesus as an excuse to be disobedient to God amen Amen? see obedience is doing what we're supposed to do and why I'm even calling us man calling us to be generous because generosity is doing more than just being obedient see a tithe is obedient Right, I mean, thinking of things as 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 not yours, but being generous with those things toward other people is obedient, man. We're talking about, but, but that's that's what that's the we got to think about with God. Like generosity is just more. If it says it in the Bible, that's what we do. Doing above that is generous. Amen. Many times we're going to allow people who are not God to influence our sentiment about God, and I'm going to ask you what. What did Jesus say? Let's look at Matthew 23. Because, man, I love Jesus for this. Because those religious people that were stingy with their stuff, these are the kind of people that Jesus couldn't, couldn't stand. Like, me and Jesus could hang out, man. Because he felt the same way I did about some of the church people. And please don't take that as I don't like church people. Because I, I love you guys, all right? Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying tip. All right? Be generous. And if you don't tip, tell them you're a Satanist or something. I'm just tell them you're with the enemy. <laughs> too much okay Matthew 23 starting in verse 23 <laughs> I love our church boy Matthew 23 starting in verse 23 says woe to you and he's talking publicly to the religious people of the day woe to you teachers of the law and the Pharisees you hypocrites you give a tenth of your spices can you imagine counting out okay I got a hundred di- peppercorns here's ten for God here's mine Mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law. Justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter. So he said, yeah, yeah, you should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former, right? Like, yes, tithe. Yes, do the obedient thing. Yes, but do it with a sincere heart, right? God loves a cheerful giver is what the scripture talks about. He says, you blind guides. You strain out a gnat, but, but swallow a camel. See again, Jesus states generosity is a matter of the heart. It's not a matter of duty. It's not a matter, well, I gotta give my 10%, right? Man, or I gotta give more, whatever God's, you know. Whatever I'm being doing, I gotta start giving all that kind of stuff. And I wanna want us to kind of keep that thing in mind that this whole idea of what the early church in Acts thought about. Like this was a a church, guys, that 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 gave not out of obligation, but out of a heart that loved God. They were brand new to the faith, if you will, but they had just seen a risen Jesus, right? Like they were, they were seeing miracles happen because the Holy Spirit had poured out on these guys and they were like, this time, dude, I'm out. I'm tapping out. Whatever's in this world is not even mine, man, because I'm ready for the eternal kingdom to come, amen? So here's the deal. Here's what I want us to challenge. I want us to talk about this because you've seen Matt Miller do this. I've got a little bit different take. Because some of us are, 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 are like, man, I, this, this, this money's mine, right? This stuff is mine. My car is mine. I mean, don't tell me it's not mine. Even though it's the air that God created that allows us to breathe. It's the gravity that God created that allows us to stand and sit, right? It's the, it's the heart that God created in us that allows our blood to flow. And we have the audacity to say, I earned it. But for some of us, man, we haven't given it all. And so I want us to challenge us, man, to be a first-time giver. Like, 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 and, and I'm not even saying give to New City Church, okay? Don't, don't hear me say this. I'm talking about give. Like give, get out, give out of a heart that is, that is God's. Please don't hear me say, I want you to drop all this in the bucket today, right? No, no. I'll, I'll, if, this, if you're still struggling with this, don't give at all here. I'm just saying pray pray through this, man. Hear what God has to say in His scriptures and give as God intends. We want to be one of those churches that you have no problem giving. And we want to be one of those churches that does reach our community, that does disciple people. And that's what we do. So we have no problem with confidence saying, hey, it's a great place to give. But if it ain't here, if God's leading you somewhere else, that's totally cool with me too. Is that cool? So be a first time giver at some point. And then at some point, you want to start giving consistently be out, out of a heart. And so what does it look like for you to go from here to here? And for some of us, we want to give like on purpose. Like I'm purposefully wanting to give to this church or this organization. Some people had, you know, I talked to some folks and they said, we don't give here, but we have committed to a two-year, you know, mission in Turkey and that kind of thing. When that's done, we're going to start giving here because we just love our church. I'm like, hey, it's not about that. For some of us, what does it look like to be a first-time giver? Now, here's the thing: some of us need to need to grow in the Lord. We need to have some spiritual maturity, if you will. So we may give one time, and if you say, "Well, if you're asking me to jump from here to here, I'm, I, you know that's going to be tough, man." It might. You might be able to do that, but but what does it look like for you to start giving consistently? Like, what's the plan, right? What about someone who says, "You know what? I'm going to percentage giver. I'm going to give a certain percent of my income or my property or whatever to the church or to God or however you want to see like it's like this I oh yeah, this is just an opportunity for you to do that and so for somebody to go well I've never given so I'm not going to start giving two percent man that's that's crazy I mean I, I'm like whoo but I got to grow through this and I'm challenging people to take those next steps for some of us it's a tithe right for some of us it's a tithe like, that's what essentially, if you will, can we just all agree that in the scriptures, the tithe is like the minimum standard of obedience for giving? Is that is that understandable? Let's just let's just go there. So for some of us who have never been in the church or have start, never really given, we've got to figure out how to how to get to that obedience. And so what we say in our discipling ministries, is like, hey, make a plan. Make a plan to get here. And if, when you get here, make a plan to get here. When you're here, get, make a plan to get here. And for some of us, my wife and I are in this, and this isn't by any means uh, awesome or anything like that, but it is, it is something we give more than a tithe here to New City Church as well as to, to other things. But I'm reading the Scriptures in, in the book of Acts that they, they gave everything. So I want to do something here. Man, here's where the book of Acts, here's where Acts is. Man, I think I just peed in my pants. Hold on. (laughs) Hey, you guys got a light bulb? I could change it out while I'm here. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Want me to go one more? Let me tell you something. From first time giving to tithe to above tithe, this is where the Yaks Church is. And I'm telling you now, it's scary as crap, okay? <laughs> I'm telling you now, it's, it's but the perspective is a whole lot different up here than it is down there. Amen? Y'all pray for me while I come down. Savannah, you okay? Savannah told me she said, "I hate to see people on ladders." I said, oh, "You're going to hate tomorrow." <sighs> yeah. Does that make sense, guys? Does that make sense? The way we see stuff, if we understand what it means. We understand what it means to, to to think of things not as ours at all. Man, the closer you will be to God. Man, I want to be at the, the kind of church, not that all lives together, not that all just does this because that's what they did, but because our hearts are so freaking free and so close to God and so consumed with God. That's what I want to see. And let whatever happens giving wise, generous generosity wise, happen. See, I remember a time when, when Jesus was talking about this very thing, and, and it's interesting in Luke 18 where people were bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, right? And the disciples saw this and they rebuked them. And they're like, hey, get them kids out of here. Jesus has got more important stuff to do, right? And in verse 16, Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me. Come here, kids, gather around, right? Bring your babies. Do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And this is important to be thinking, because this is the Acts church, the early church. They were the, they were the ones that were childlike and just completely trusted God. To truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God, like a little child, will never enter it. So when we say, this is mine, I'm grown, it's my stuff, I work for it, all that kind of stuff, man, and we don't see it the way it is, because right after that, I mean, this is in context of all that. A rich young ruler comes to Jesus asking what he needs to do to be saved. And Jesus knew his heart, right? And he said, sell it all. Come follow me. Give to the poor. Come follow me. Right? The rich young ruler walks away and he says, it is easier for a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to be saved. And everybody goes, all right, well, I'm not rich, right? Everybody in here goes, that's right, I'm not rich. I'm not, shoot, I'm, I'm good then, right? now." but he also says, for God." Everything is possible for man. This is impossible, but for God, everything is is possible. So for us, man, we got to be thinking, be careful, because look at this next slide here. This triangle here. I love this. And this is uh, uh, what's the what's the organization? Garrett Foundation. They actually lend to very very uh, uh, poor places and, and lend for businesses and things. But but look at this, guys. I mean, like a billion people make three hundred. Uh, this is about from two thousand when there were six billion people on the planet. A billion people make less than $360 a year. They're destitute. Two billion people are very poor, $360 to $730 a year. One billion people make $730 to $1,500 a year. 1.7 billion people make under $20,000 per year. But look at that little triangle up there. Greater than $20,000 a year, 300 million people. Most Americans are in that upper triangle. And guys, we're in the richest, most, I mean, one of the per capita, the most wealthy counties in all of the United States. We're in the, one of the most wealthy counties and one of the most wealthy countries in all the history of the world. We're up there. I love it when I hear people go, man, we've got to have the 1%. Man, occupy this, occupy. Man, we are the 1%. Amen? And think about this, man. God has given us an opportunity to, man, honor him. This is not a guilt trip, and I don't want you to think of it that way. I want you to think of this as an opportunity for us to be generous, to look at things God's way. And understand that generosity is not something you just start doing today. And, but it's, it, it not only takes prayer and submission and understanding who God is, but it also takes, it is a lifelong pursuit. For some reason, God has trusted us with his wealth. And see, I've been in different lines of work, and I've had rental properties and that kind of thing, and we've had rental properties in really rough areas and that kind of thing. We've tried to make good... You know, good places for people to live. And in that line of work, I've had opportunities to speak to, like, CEOs of banks. And I've had opportunities to speak to folks that are one food stamp away from homelessness, right? And the interesting thing is I've seen rich people that are very stingy. But I've also seen rich people that are very generous, and I've seen very poor people that are very generous, but I've seen very poor people that are very stingy. It's mine. And the whole perspective is they don't see it the way God sees it. I want to, man, finish with this. I want to, and then talk to you a little bit about some, some things that are going on. See, Jesus was teaching in the temple and teaching some very, very tough things, right? He was teaching some, some things about marriage and I mean, deep doctrinal stuff, right? I mean, just the, the, you know, the end of the world coming, all that kind of stuff. And in Luke 21, he, he's teaching in the temple, and he says, as Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. And he also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. And he said, I love this, man. And he got, basically says, hey, y'all shut up for a second. Quit talking amongst yourselves. I need you to pay attention to something real. Look at her. He says, truly I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth. But she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. She saw it the way God sees it. Amen? Man, look at her, guys. Man, I could tell you all kinds of great things, and you could learn, but until you see generosity, until you see material, until you see what I see and the way I've seen it, until we have an eternal perspective, it doesn't make sense to anybody. See, we don't want to, I'm not, I'm not asking anybody to to start giving everything to New City Church so that we can do some things that we've got planned and and do, you know, really cool stuff. And, man, I'm not asking for that. I'm not asking you to give even to a Christian charity. I'm asking you to give 100% of your heart to God. Trust Him with everything. Dr. Ronnie Floyd says in his book, Productive, love leads us to be generous. And generosity always desires to meet the needs of others. Guys, we, we have great opportunities to do some really cool stuff. And, and here's the thing. Like I've talked to several people this week about, like I talked to Sherry this week about what happened in her life, the peace that she had when she started stepping up. I mean, she gave a little bit and just made plans and got to, you know, she's tithing now, right? And she's like, I don't have any, how did this happen? God kept, I mean, he kept showing himself, right? He kept providing. It's it's incredible. Talked to Casey Morford this week who said, you know, there are times when I just feel prompted to just give 20 bucks to the guy in line, right? And there have been times when I've disobeyed that, and it just makes me miserable because I'm not out of step with God. I was talking to Daniel this week. He said, well, once we started giving, once we started thinking of these things, my home life, just blossomed right it may not be a financial reward you get man but but there's a piece that can't be bought see for us but ultimately not just for that because we want to bless our community we keep saying man we got to have something to do with the youth right what would it look like if we had a youth center what would it look like if we had places for kids to play basketball what would it look like for uh Folks that are retired to be able to walk around on the inside in a safe place. What would it look like to have after school activities and blood drives. And for the Frontier Days Committee to be able to, to hand out Christmas presents to the entire community without violating fire code laws. What would it look like to have the scouts and award ceremonies here. What would it look like to be able to have functions here karate lessons, whatever, guys, whatever, whatever our community needs is what we want, man, but ultimately we want them to know Jesus. See, all those people that come into this facility may or may not know Him, and so for us, when we start thinking about this, man, we're talking about a kingdom here. We're not talking about our church building. We're talking about How can we help people know him? How can we make more disciples? How can we teach people more about what it means to obey him? How can we help them teach others? Amen. Man, Father, you are the giver and the provider of everything. God, thank you for getting me down safe off this ladder. But ultimately, Lord, we thank you for coming down to earth in the flesh and making your dwelling among us. And showing us what it means to be generous. Showing us what it means to give everything. But God, help us ultimately see things that we call ours as yours because they are. And God, if there's anybody in here that is rejecting your word because of a past hurt, because of some stupid thing a Christian did, Lord comfort them and help them understand that's not you that's a person and the only one that came to earth that it did not sin that did not fall is your son jesus and we love you for that father is in your son's amazing and awesome and generous name all god's people said amen